Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. If you are tuning in live, uh, sorry for the one day delay this week. Obviously, uh, usual taping time is Tuesday evenings, which uh, did not work very well with uh, having kids and trick or treat and all that stuff. So we pushed back to Wednesday this week, but still going to provide you with our usual content uh, for the golf tournament this week. There are some pretty big contests out there uh in dfs particularly on DraftKings this week so wanted to make sure that we still did a show for you uh so here we are and better late than never and the uh, drive for show dfs for dough program i am justin van zuden stl cardinals 84 we've got mr notorious Derek farnsworth alongside as usual noto hope you had a good halloween and uh how you doing yeah doing good we're at the time of the year where i'm either doing content or have a sweat or asleep like that's pretty much uh all that i have going on right now so uh it's good though um halloween was fun little man was a ninja turtle um how about your kids yeah so our oldest is probably his final year going around the neighborhood but so he's 13 so uh we had football pads and knee pads and all that stuff and he has a lamar jackson jersey so he was lamar jackson for halloween and our youngest who's 10 uh, throughout the years, he's always he's never been like a traditional Halloween costume. So he's been like a hot dog. He's been a bottle of Pringles, a thing of ketchup. Uh, and he's been a pencil. And so he, he always finds something unique and he usually gets pretty good compliments on it. So this year he was a, a tube of toothpaste. Uh, so I was uh, going around the neighborhood with uh, Lamar and a tube of toothpaste. And we got snow here yesterday, and it was like 30-mile-an-hour winds, and the uh, wind chill was like 10. So uh, it was it was not glorious uh, wandering about with the little ones, but uh, it's okay. It's fun, and you're only out for about 45 minutes, and then, uh, and then it's done. But, uh, yeah, this, they had a good time. Do you guys make the, those uh, creative costumes, the tube of, tube of toothpaste? No, no. Oh, no. They're a- okay. Amazon made this? them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, find anything. But, yeah. No, it's uh, we've got a whole bunch of there's probably a few others that I'm forgetting along the way. But he the youngest has always uh, found something funny and, and creative. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. He's got a couple more years left to try to, to pick something out. But uh, uh, as for the golf, it's been uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've been on the uh, on the air. We had a week break after the uh, Zozo championship a couple weeks ago and a couple weeks ago, especially in this time of year on the sports calendar, uh, you, you just don't really remember what happened, but uh, it was Colin Morikawa coming away uh, with a, a pretty easy victory breeze through it on the final day, uh, beating Bo Hostler and Eric Cole, who both continue 
to have pretty strong showings here throughout the fall swing. Uh, but Morikawa with a six-shot win uh, was pretty much a must to have on uh, winning lineups. Since it was a couple weeks ago, we probably don't need to spend a whole lot of time recapping it. But anything else that uh, crossed your way the past couple of weeks that we need to pass along? Not really. Uh, as far as the Zozo, my main lineup was pretty much dead after day one. I thought, hey, maybe uh, since I'm not cashing, it can move up. And uh, it just kept getting worse every single day. But I uh, did have an outright on Morikawa, so at least had something to sweat on Sunday. Other than that, uh, not much. Looking forward to uh, the next few weeks, and then we get a nice little break coming up. Yeah, so we got tournaments this week and then the two following weeks, and then we'll have about five or six weeks off before uh, the start of a new year in 2024 uh, where we'll have uh, some new faces on the PGA Tour. That usually happens around uh, the fall swing here, but with the change in the calendar and the season officially starting in January as opposed to here in the fall swing, uh, we won't see a lot of those new faces until the new year. So uh, three more weeks until we get that little uh, winter break. Uh, so we'll try to make them count. And uh, we've got tournaments that are we're pretty well familiar with here over the next few weeks. The Worldwide Technology Championship this week. It's changed names a few times, uh, but it is also changing courses this year. And I'm sure Noto is super excited because he gets to talk about Tiger Woods uh, with uh, this course being uh, one that was a Tiger Woods design. So really interesting to see how the new setup, uh, new course plays on the PGA Tour. And uh, what have you uncovered so far about what we got this week? Yeah, one of the more unique courses that we'll see on the PGA Tour. Um, it's going to be El Cardinal in Los Cabos, uh, one of my favorite destination spots for uh for a vacation but uh yeah par 72 7452 yards it is at sea level but i don't think it's going to play nearly as long as it looks on the scorecard uh, a lot of uh, elevation changes and undulations on the fairway so um, i do think we're going to see similar to kapalua just a lot of drives that just roll out a bunch and it sounds like it's playing pretty firm and fast the big story i mean there's no rough on the course the fairways are 60 yards wide um, the greens are massive 8300 square feet on average so yeah, I think it's going to be pretty easy. Um, it's a resort course. Typically, when the PGA Tour has a new course in the rotation, they kind of set it up a little bit easier the first time around, just because they don't want to scare people away from coming back. They don't want they don't want seventy five Terrell Hattons going around <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be easy. Um, I do think you know with the wide fairways, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt the bombers at all. But I don't think it's going to play as long as it does look on the scorecard. And I don't think around the green is going to be in play all that much. If you're missing these greens, it's probably going to be trouble anyway. And, you know, again, no rough. Greens are massive, should be pretty easy. So I'm kind of looking for guys that are good off the tee, good on approach, and can make a lot of birdies and putts. All right. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I am fine prioritizing the scorers, the bombers this week. It is a somewhat weak field event, so – um, not quite as weak as what you see maybe in some of these fall swing events, but uh, not the strongest either. Uh, so, you know, we'll kind of break it down here. Probably won't take us too long to get through it um, because the, you know, the, the options at the bottom are, are still quite uncomfortable once you get down to that lower end range. So it's going to be a fairly narrow player pool for me this week. No surprise. Uh, but uh, we do have some quality at the top, at least guys that uh, that have been playing pretty well. Uh, with the uh, DFS favorite Jaeger. Of course, you may remember heading into the FedEx Cup playoffs, Lucas Glover uh, figured out the putter, so he's up there amongst the top guys. We've got five above 10K this week. 
uh, Glover and Jaeger are at the bottom of that. And then Tigala, Cameron Young, and Obear, the top three on the board uh, at 10-7, 10-9, and 11-2 on DraftKings. So I guess the question becomes, do you have to prioritize somebody up here? Is there enough value to where you want to get one of the top guys in? And uh, if so, who are a couple of your favorites? Yeah, I definitely think I'm going to prioritize somebody up here because I don't love the 9Ks all that much. And the balanced lineup of a bunch of 8K guys, it doesn't seem like you're getting much win equity there. So I do like prioritizing one of the three in Aubert, um, Cam Young, and Steven Yeager. I think uh, they deserve to be one, two, three in this field. Nothing against Tigala, but uh, yeah, I just don't know how he's going to be playing um, after coming off of his first win. He did finish T19 at the Zozo but we don't have any stats from that uh, tournament. And then you have Glover, who just – I refuse to pay 10K for Glover. If it burns me, so be it. But, uh, yeah, I like Jaeger quite a bit. Um, he hasn't missed a cut since April. He's been top 20 machine all season. He's one of the only guys in the field that's top 10 in birdie or better, green regulation, and bogey avoidance. So i going to think that if the putter heats up, um, I like his chances. And then, obviously, you have O'Bear and Young, Bombers, great iron players, guys that – might run away with this thing so if i'm starting with one probably going to be yeager but it does scare me not playing the other two yeah tigala is definitely a guy i'll be underweight on this week as well i'm a little higher on glover just you know if he's figured out the putting that was obviously the only thing holding him back um so i don't mind him you know at 10 percent ownership i'll probably keep glover in my player pool uh, but uh, definitely like prioritizing Obert and, and Jaeger a little bit more, um, given you know the form that Jaeger has had has been rock solid, ever, dating back to the summer. Um, you know you just got to, and you get a little bit of a discount from him too compared to the other guys up there. So uh, even though he it, it would have felt weird six months ago to see Jaeger at uh, that 10.2k, uh, he has definitely earned that uh, that price bump and uh, is one of the better options up there at the top this week. Uh, and in theory, you know, Cam Young, right, this could be a course where if he's just going to bomb it out there, if he can uh, put some close and make some birdies, uh, you, you should think that uh, that he would fare well also. So uh, depending on what type of – how you think the course is going to play, obviously it's a little bit of guesswork here uh, given the fact that we've never seen this course on the PGA Tour. So uh, if – you know, if you want to prioritize different statistical metrics, by all means, there's a little bit more room for interpretation without the data um, from past years this week. So, all right, one, go one ahead. Other, one other note, I just checked the wind and it's basically non-existent for all four days. Um, Which is kind of rare, it seems, for for that area. Yeah, and uh, Sobo had... Taylor Montgomery on his pod and he was asking about the course and he was saying it's a very easy course unless the wind picks up. Um, so yeah, we're going to see some low scores this week. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how deep into, uh, into the minus territory, the winning score gets. Uh, I've probably underestimated that in our survey. I might have to go back and change my answer on that as I was the first one to do it and uh, didn't really have a gauge at the time. Uh, I think I put 18, but I think it's definitely going to get lower than that. All right, uh, let's go to the 9K range. Um, I mean, I've talked about, we've talked at length on this show about uh, how good Eric Cole has been ever since the summer, but uh, there was one random tournament. I can't remember which one it was, but there was one random tournament that Noto just suddenly hopped on the Bull Hostler bandwagon. And this was a few months ago. 
Uh, and I gave him a little bit of grief for it and said, you know, we never play Hosser. We always talk about how he's overowned. And basically, ever since that point, uh, Hostler has turned into a very good golfer. You head back into July, sixth at the Barracuda, 13th at the 3M, 20th at the FedEx St. Jude, 7th at the Shriners, and was in the uh, second there at the uh, Zozo. So, uh, I mean, what's up with this guy? Obviously, you saw something in him a few months ago to to hop aboard. And, you know, are we sticking uh, sticking with Hostler this week? I did bet him outright, so I uh, don't mind using him in DFS also. For me, he's always been a great putter, and something's clicked with the ball striking. Uh, he's gained at least one stroke on approach in four of his last seven, and probably five of the last seven, but we don't have data from the Zozo. But I imagine finishing second, he probably yeah. had a good ball striking week. Um, very good off the tee, bomber, great putter. So it's all clicking right now. Um, you know, he was a pretty big name coming out of college, and we've seen him contend a number of times now. So maybe since he's been in the mix a couple Sundays, maybe he can finally get it done. All right. Uh, don't mind the win call there. I certainly think there's some upside. Probably won't have as much of him in DFS this week, but uh, that does worry me a little bit. Uh, we've got a, a pretty healthy amount of players here in the 9K range. You mentioned a little bit earlier that you don't necessarily love it. Uh, but uh, are there a couple that uh, maybe you like better than the others out of this big group? Yeah, I'm going to play a lot of Adam Svensson. He's been very consistent, um, playing great golf. He doesn't really have a weakness. He's not a bomber, but he does gain strokes off the tee. Really good with his irons. Um, pretty good putter, too. So he's probably my favorite. Spawn's been very consistent. Dietrich, uh, one of the best in the field on past Palom courses. So if you want to play that angle, I certainly don't mind it. That's pretty much it for me. I can't play a chalky Luke list again. Um, Batia has also been very good on past pollen courses, but tempted to fade him coming off of a win as well. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you on not loving this range uh, a whole lot. I think Svensson is by far my favorite as well. Uh, we're not seeing a bunch of differential in ownership here. I mean, lots of guys that we have projected around that 10 uh, or say nine to 15% ownership range. So you can just play who you like best in here. I think without worrying about ownership, Svensson would be my favorite. I think spawn is interesting. I mean, a guy that I've never really been able to figure out kind of uh, who he is as far as a baseline. He's been up and down throughout his career, but has developed a little bit more consistency here over the past year. So uh, maybe he'll springboard that into a, into a strong 2024 season. Uh, looks like Hondesel has Kirk tagged, and Kirk is one of the lowest owned that we have in this range. I think Kirk is uh, interesting in that I think if if everyone starts to kind of pile up the bomber narrative this week, um, and you know it's no surprise I I think that he's one of the lower owned guys in this range. I think he could be interesting in GPPs uh, if you're of the opinion that people are taking maybe the bomber angle a little bit too far. Given the ownership, I do like him in GPPs a little bit better than than Luke List. So. We've no, we've seen enough of Luke List to know that uh, that he is who he is, and the the putter is definitely going to crash to earth again uh, sooner rather than later. So, anything else? I think uh, in the nine K range, you know, it's probably going to be minimal exposure for me as well with Svensson and uh, and Spawn kind of being my favorites. Yeah, don't mind the Kirk call. Very good long iron player. So even if he's not getting it out there, the same as uh, some of the bombers, I do think he can make it up with the iron. So I like that play. 
All right. Uh, as we move into the 8K range here, we've got Justin Suh, Keith Mitchell, and Matt Kuchar leading off this group. You couldn't probably ask for three uh, different types of players to be uh, set right there together. Uh, Mark Hubbard at 8,500. So only four golfers in between 85 and 8,900, which is a little bit unique this week. They There aren't as many 8K golfers as what I would have expected. So uh, let's just talk about these four. Suh, Mitchell, Kucher, and Hubbard. We've got all of them between like four and nine percent ownership. So any good tournament options here? Yeah, I love Mark Hubbard. Um, I've been playing him for like six months now. Um, very good iron player. And recently he's found some off the tee. Talked about it a little bit before the Zozo. I think he gained 8.1 strokes off the tee in his previous three starts. Uh, we don't have numbers from the Zozo, but hopefully he can keep the driver going. Everything else is pretty good. I like the ownership there with Hubbard. And then, I don't know, Mitchell, it's a good course fit for him, but I just... <laughs> I thought that a few weeks ago, and then he yeah, burned me. Oh, he just, nothing's been good, you know. It's hard to trust him at the moment. And Justin said, we don't know if his T10 at the Zozo was all putting or if it was uh, decent ball striking. So, for me, it's probably just Hubbard of those four. Yeah, I don't, I mean... I'm tempted with the course fit for Mitchell and I'm kind of a sucker for playing him. So I'm sure I'll be tempted into, into keeping him in my player pool, but uh, it's probably not advocated for the smart person. Uh, it's just me being a, you know, a guy that likes Keith Mitchell and certainly he can't be worse than he was a few weeks back when I played him. So, uh, but that's not recommended. I don't think uh, I've seen a little bit of love out there for Kucher. I am probably not going there either this week, but uh, yeah, I don't love a whole lot in this group. Um, I think Hubbard is fine, but I, I think you can completely fade this group. If you want to uh, really the eight Ks as a whole, um, I think you can live in the nine, maybe the upper nine to 10 K range, and then go all the way down in the seven Ks and kind of build some semi stars and scrubs lineups this week, uh, because it's not like the bottom half of the eight K range is that great either. Um, you've got Herbert Davis Thompson, Chris Goddard up Putnam and Taylor Pendrith are your only other golfers above 8k. Uh, I have boarded the Davis Thompson train the past month or so. So he's probably my favorite in here. Um, but, uh, anybody you like at the lower end of this range. Yeah. I like the Davis Thompson call long off the tee, pretty good stats. Just needs to kind of put it all together. Um, I think it's a good course fit for him. Assuming that the bomber narrative holds, I always play Andrew Putnam and, he kind of fits the Chris Kirk mold. If distance doesn't matter as much as we think, then he might be a really strong play. Uh, Chris Goddard's a name we haven't seen in a while. Been playing great on the Corn Ferry Tour um, when he was. Yeah, on I was the surprised Tour. to see. I hadn't really followed him that close. I was surprised to see him price so high. You know. Yeah, yeah but uh, he's he's a bomber too. So if you want to play that angle, you can definitely play Thompson and, and Goddard up there. And also like Pendrith, another guy, long off the tee. His results recently have been all over the place, but he does have a couple top sevens recently. So uh, maybe he's found something. And uh, you can probably play all three of those. If you want to build like lineups with similar skill sets, uh, I don't mind using that approach this week because maybe the course will favor iron players. Maybe it'll favor the bombers. Um, but yeah, I think building stacks of uh, similar skill sets could could have some merit. Yeah, for sure, especially if it plays out different than what people think. But Thompson, definitely my favorite in this range. If you look at last 36 rounds, he's 15th in this field in tee to green, 19th off the tee. Um, better than than most of what you'll find once we get down to this price range. Pendrith not too too far behind in those off the tee numbers as well. So 
Um, and then you got Taylor Montgomery, who's like dead last in everything T to green and first in short game. So um, it's just, his stats are just wild. And then since there weren't a whole lot of options in the 8K range, we do get quite a few more there at the top of the 7Ks, led by the aforementioned Taylor Montgomery. Um, so I guess it probably deserves a discussion on its own. Uh, is this a Cam Champ week for you at the top end of the 7K range? Uh, if I like all the other bombers, it's hard to really cross him off the list. He's been playing well. Um, he's talked about being more happy on the golf course, which, uh, you know, maybe a better mindset is helping him be more consistent. It's certainly the most consistent he's played in a long time. So I don't mind going to champ. I do think he's going to be pretty popular, but, uh, he's probably my favorite play in that upper seven K range. I also like Callum Taron, um, a guy that can go low any single round. He can also burn your lineups, but he's been playing some good golf recently. And then Michael Kim seems to pop for the model every week. Even if I bump up driving distance, Michael Kim's still there. So um, he's gained nine strokes on approach in his last two starts. And doesn't look like many people are going to be playing him. So in that 75 to 8, I'll probably go Champ, Kim, and Callum Tarrant. Yeah, I like Champ a good bit. Uh, Champ and Tarrant both had stretches during this calendar year where they missed at least seven cuts in a row. And they've both been playing significantly better golf of late um, and, you know, kind of fit the same mold where I think this course is going to reward their skill set. So I like those guys this week, even though they tend to be streaky, you know, I can understand if you're playing cash games and you you think, okay, I want to fit in a little bit safer lineup, but really if you're going for safe, who else are you getting for safety in here? I mean, Davis Riley is kind of all over the place. Doug Gim, you never know what his he's going to bring with the putter. Um, you know, I, I suppose maybe you can make the argument that somebody like KH Lee's a little bit safer, but uh, I really don't think that that's too much of a difference kind of in this price range. So give me the upside uh, with guys like Champ and Taron, uh, and then uh, Noto likes Michael Kim as well. So just got to keep an eye on whether or not he's tweeting too much. Uh based on the, the data his results are poorer when he tweets more <laughs> that's uh what we found out yeah <laughs> it's the hard hitting uh hard hitting <laughs> sleuthing uh, internet sleuthing on uh on michael kim all right uh let's go ahead and keep moving down the 7k range here it's uh it gets ugly in a hurry um once you get down kind of under seven thousand. so if you're looking to, with the for a value or a couple values uh to round out your lineups you're probably going to have to get it here in this next range before you get down under 7,000. So uh, who are a couple guys that are standing out to you? Peter Quest seems like a perfect play for this course, a bomber and a putter. Um, if he has a good iron week, I think he could be um, in contention, and he's only 7,300. I like Brandon Wu. He's played really well on fast following courses, the best in the field uh, on a per-round basis. And then a guy that I wasn't really planning on playing is Eric Van Ruyen um he's been really solid he's got five straight top 30s and if you look at his recent stats he gained 9.4 ball striking 6.9 and 4.9 in his last three and i talked about around the green hopefully not being important he's lost strokes around the green in 18 straight events but uh hopefully that's not a not a problem this week with the big greens with the no wind um so yeah i really like evr even though i'm gonna have to go through and re-rank my rankings because i think uh I think I'm putting him in my main lineup. 
All right. Uh, 18 straight events. That's a, that's, that's a pretty good sample there. It's almost a season. Uh, that's, that's wild. <laughs> you would think it would hit the flag and chip in eventually. <laughs> He's going to, you got to have uh, one go around that goes well, but uh, uh, alas, the stats don't lie. So, um, <clears throat> but the overall results, I agree, have been pretty good. Uh, I'm with you on Quest as well. We're pretty much in agreement on this range. Quest is a guy that uh, over the last couple months I've been playing kind of throughout the fall swing. Uh, he has tended to perform better on the courses where scoring is easier. Uh, we know he can hit the ball a long way. So uh, he's a guy that I think the course setup uh, is pretty solid for this week as well. Um, I think Ekrod is fine. Uh, he's another guy that quite a few people have been playing here throughout the fall. Not getting as much ownership this week. Uh, as we have seen, I don't mind. Again, if you're confident that he's fixed the putting issues, Troy Merritt could be a guy you could consider at uh, 7,200 as well. Just sprinkling in guys to round out your lineups here, simply because once you get below 7K, um, it gets uh, gets pretty tight. So, uh, before we wrap up the show here tonight, we'll go through if we got any other values as well. And obviously, this was a a pretty quick quick show, but uh, we're getting this out fairly late, so presume a lot of you want to consume this as quickly as possible as you build your lineups. Uh, but I uh, want to touch on our new tool, uh, Sim Labs. We just dropped the beta version of the uh, Sim Labs tool for NFL lineup building. And for a limited time, you can try it for free. A Sim Labs is a brand new product that generates DFS lineups through the power of simulation, combines data from every aspect of the slate to churn out lineups that match your preferences. In just a few clicks, you can have hundreds of well-built correlated lineups ready to go for whatever contest type you are playing. You can check the link in the description for more information. Uh, have you messed around with that yet, uh, Noto, with the SimLab stuff for NFL? Yeah, hopped on the call. Um, so I, I knew, what, knew what was going on there because if I would have gone in blind, it I'd honestly would have been a lot easier than uh, some of the other Sims uh, products out there. Though I think the whole goal of this was to just make it easier than – what's currently on the market and yeah it's pretty cool you can put in players that you want you can put in uh stacks that you want and it'll give you lineups that uh are not only projecting well but projecting well for a specific contest that you're entering and that's kind of where dfs is heading now so uh yeah i'm excited for it i need to incorporate it more into my process but uh, looking forward to it absolutely so check that out again free for everybody for a limited time uh so you can check that out Click the link in the description. All right, uh, let's go through the uh, the final range of golfers here. And again, I mentioned there's not a whole lot once you get below 7K. I mean, we've seen guys like David Lipsky, Will Gordon um, have flashes in the past. They're kind of right around 7K, but not a whole lot of consistency uh, with these guys in terms of results. Kevin Streelman's had a reasonable stretch. Uh, he's eighth in approach and 12th in tee to green in this field over the last four months. Um, so his, you know, kind of overall stat line is probably a little bit more solid than most of the players you will see in this price range. Um, the short game has been bad, but Ches Reeby has been better on approach as well. Uh, anything interesting you here as we get down to 7,000 and below. Yeah, like Carson Young at 67, I think he's the one guy that I might consider using in like single entry three max. Um, everyone else probably just large field stuff. Isaiah Salinda um, coming off of a T7 his last time out is a little interesting. Uh, I'm contractually ob- obligated to mention Kevin Roy 
um, for whatever reason. He's just always a very good iron player and very bad at everything else. But he's 6,300. And then I don't know if you scrolled all the way to the bottom of the pricing, but did you see who's in the field? <laughs> Blocky. Blocky is in the field. 2,500 to one. He's about to break the internet with the win this week. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I went in the hole. It went in the hole. Uh, Rory, go in the hole. Um, no. <laughs> I I forget who it was. I scrolled through. I saw somebody on Twitter was uh, had a, a Michael Block costume for Halloween um, with the hole, the hat, and everything, and everything. But I can't remember who it was. Um, so shout out to uh, whoever was going all out to to be like Mike uh, for Halloween. <laughs> We got 0.85% ownership on uh, on Blocky at uh, at 6k flat. Um, <laughs> buyer beware, enter at your own risk. Yeah, not a whole lot else though. As we get down uh, to the bottom, uh, I think uh, so. Uh, Sobel gave a nod to uh, Endicott at uh, 6600. Um, we got him under one percent ownership. I've been on the Carson Young bandwagon here throughout the fall as well. I think he's fine if you need to go down there. I always keep a couple flyers in my player pool down here. So it'll probably be Reavy and Young, um, maybe Endicott in there as well. But uh, don't be rolling out tons of exposure for these guys uh, just because the field uh, trails off in a hurry. So anybody else that we may have missed that uh, you think we need to uh, touch on here? Don't think so. Uh, who's your winner this week? Um... I mean, I think Aubert is deservedly the favorite, but I, I don't, uh, I don't want to throw just uh, okay. He's the guy because that's boring. Um, let's go with Svensson or Davis Thompson. They would be the first two that, at their odds, I would consider betting. Yeah, I like both those guys. I have one of them on my betting card, so uh, hopefully it's Svensson. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bo Show, Bo Hostler. Let's get it done. All right. And yeah, I think uh, when I was scrolling through, if I sort by 36 round, last 36 rounds, Svensson is the only guy in this field that is top 40 in every single strokes game metric uh, over that span. So he's been pretty consistent. Obviously, some guys are better in some areas and worse than others. But uh, there you go. Davis Thompson, uh, Adam Svensson, Bo Hostler, the official betting card of the uh, driver show DFS for dope program for the week. All right. So we'll wrap this one up. Keep it a little bit short. Uh, thanks for bearing with us and, uh, and checking us out on short notice again, check out the sim labs tool for NFL. Uh, be sure to hit the thumbs up button. Even if you're watching us on playback, we appreciate that very much. Two more weeks with you before the winter break, the Bermuda championship next week, and then the uh, traditional RSM Classic to round out the fall swing out in Georgia. So for Noto, for Steve working hard for us behind the scenes tonight, we appreciate that very much. And thank you for watching as well. I'm Justin, and good luck with all your lineups this week, everybody. We'll see you later.